Welcome to Back Chat. I am Jason Smith, and I am joined as always by Paul Ray. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Uh, meh. Very, very meh. Um, we uh, sitting here waiting for Cyclone Bomb 2.0 to drop. Um, <laughs> looking outside, and all I see is blue skies. So I don't know if Weatherman lied to us or what. But that seems to be the most exciting thing happening in Colorado Springs sportsdom right now. Uh, we um, coming off. I think you and I. This is the first time you and I have had a chance to talk since uh, prior to the Phoenix game. So I guess let's let's get these two games, Phoenix and Orange County, covered. Um, see what exactly happened. I know the Phoenix game was almost two weeks ago, about a week and a half ago, actually. So I think most people listening pretty much know what went on with that. And if you didn't know what happened like that, um, I think the, the thing that will, remember, will be remembered most uh, going forward is the heroic rise of 16-year-old Abe Rodriguez in goal, um, which kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, he, yeah. he, uh, it was... You know, it was weird because, you know, we're trying to – basically, I was trying, we have only a handful of goalkeeper, the goalkeeper pool that we share with the Rapids. And it was expected, you know, that we would have Andre Rawls starting and uh, Stuart Seyus if he was healthy and Abra, or Abe Rodriguez on the, on the bench if, if Seyus wasn't healthy. Um, instead, what it sounds like is that uh, during practice on Thursday, uh, Rawls – uh, injured his hand. Um, I think it was a broken finger, but uh, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm just reacting to the yeah. broken finger. That's for a goalkeeper. That's uh, that's bad news. Yeah, you, you need to have at least ten of those to to properly function. Um, so, it, needless to say, it was uh, quite a quite a shock to see the the starting lineup put out and Abe Rodriguez shown a starting and Stuart Seyus on the bench. Now, last year, some folks might remember, speaking of broken fingers, um, Seyus had broken broken his pinky uh, during a game, and I believe it was either Reno or Tulsa. It was on one of the bad uh, baseball stadium pitches, but he had broken his pinky um, on his left hand to the point where the pinky was, you know, at a right angle coming up to its middle knuckle. Not ideal. And I remember the most about that game was because instead of subbing him out, Trichu had him taped his tooth, tape his pinky and his ring finger together and continue playing the game instead of putting Pawati in there. So one, that showed Trichu's either disdain for having Pawati in goal or his confidence in Seyus to play injured. So for... To my surprise, to see Seyus available on the bench, but still choosing to start uh, the 16-year-old uh, Rodriguez was was kind of, I don't want to say shocking, because I guess there's nothing really that shocks me anymore about this team, but it, it definitely raised my eyebrow. And I wonder just, just how healthy Seyus is, and again, why we don't have a deeper pool of goalkeepers to turn to, so we don't you know, in, inadvertently send Seyus into a game where he's playing at 50% on a on a bad ankle and gets further injured that could end his career. So um, yeah, that's that's always a risk. And 
yeah, having having such a limited pool of, of goalkeepers is a, a little bit uh, hashtag concerning. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, this particular instance gave uh, Abraham Rodriguez the chance to make his professional debut and uh, really come up pretty big. Yeah, yeah. He, um, for... I, I'll, I'll say this comfortably. I, if it wasn't for him, that game would have been a loss. Um, I think he single-handedly uh, stole a point from Phoenix. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. And not only with the penalty save, um, he had a number of uh, a number of saves, including a, a sort of double save where he uh, had to dive to save one and then get back up quickly and, and guard his near post to make the second save within a matter of a second. Yeah. It was... um, he really, he, the, the instinctive goalkeeping um, was pretty impressive for a 16 year old. Yeah. I, when, when he came in, um, I commented uh, to, 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 to someone I was texting with, it might be you, that he'll, that one of two things will happen. He would, he, his adrenaline would be pumping so much that he would just be outstanding or he would just be totally wilt under the pressure and give up five goals and everyone would be like, well, you know, he's just a kid. Um, I think he was, uh, I think the, the adrenaline and him not, not really having a chance to contemplate where he was. Cause I mean, let's face it. Phoenix is, is, is a tough place to play. I mean, that, that's a very raucous stadium. One of the one of the more rowdier crowds in the league. It was attendance of uh, over six thousand there, um, which I think is the biggest crowd we've played for in front of this season. So, um, you know, props to him. Um, he won USL uh, not won but earned the USL Player of the Week, uh, the second youngest ever. Um, and I think that's the story we all knew, we all see, and and we all we all. Uh, um, you know, very, very proud of, of what he did and what he accomplished. Um, what we haven't been talking about, in my opinion, is just how awful the rest of the team was in that game. Um, we get Phoenix had 32 shots. Uh, 13 of them were on target. Uh, 32 shots is is a jaw-dropping amount of shots in a game. Um, they had, let's see, looking for the stat, the amount of corner kicks they had was was staggering as well. 18 corner kicks uh, to our four. Um, I can't count how many times our defense was out of position, uh, caught on their heels. Um, it just was not a good game for us. Uh, no, and, and I and I remember texting you a couple times during the game, like, man, our defense sure isn't doing any favors to the new kid at at the back. Yeah, um, we the number of defensive breakdowns that that led to Rodriguez having to make a uh, a big save. Um, it, it was astounding how poor our our defense was and how poor our midfield was. Um, we we by all rights should have lost that game. Yeah, handedly. Um, the 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 amount of corner kicks we gave up, I can. It, it appeared that that the part of the strategy I think Trichu had 
uh, Arwaldi had told them, had conveyed is, you know, we've got a young keeper in there who's, um, if all else fails, don't be afraid to, to put it out the back line for a corner kick. Um, that way it keeps him really, takes some of the pressure off the keeper. Um, so I think that can be attributed to the amount of corner kicks. Um, I mean, 18 corner kicks is four or five games worth uh, so, uh, sometimes uh, amount of, of, of chances. And I believe one of the goals came off of a corner kick. Um, yeah, and, and, and not only set piece corners, they they crossed the ball 28 times into the ooh. box. Wow. Um, that's <laughs> it, basically, it, it was again, a, a heroic effort on the part of, of Abe Rodriguez to keep us in that game. Uh, the penalty, uh, that was given up again by, uh, Jamal Jack, um, Hopefully this isn't a trend because this is the second time in four games uh, played at that point that he had uh, uh, given up a, a penalty kick, had it fouled in the box, and a pretty obvious uh, foul. I'm, I'm mildly surprised he wasn't carded for that. Um, I was very surprised he wasn't carded for that. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty blatant. Um, but uh, with... with uh, Asante uh, having to uh, getting blocked by Rodriguez on that penalty kick, um, despite what the announcers for uh, Phoenix said that uh, Rodriguez was not off his line any more than any other goalkeeper is ever in the history of penalty kicks has been. Um, in fact, if if we want to, you know, he he went the right way, and it was, it was actually a really poor corner, a poor penalty kick taken. Uh, by by the uh, the captain for Phoenix Asante, but it's still you know huge save nonetheless. Uh, he pushed it pushed it out uh, the right. It, it just it was a great game by Rodriguez. We, I cannot stress that enough. But the troubling thing is we had if if we hadn't had that great game from him, we would we by all right should have lost that. Um, Anything that did, did I miss any anything there? Because I it's. I mean, there there was one other you know there was one other important piece that led to us actually rescuing a point, and that was a phenomenal free kick from Ish Jome. Yeah. Uh, in in stoppage time, if I recall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In in stoppage time, um, which I mean, looking at the the discipline. Uh, the disciplinary record for that game, um, both both teams giving up all, nearly equal fouls and and honestly doing it in some pretty bad places. Uh, and and Ish was able to capitalize on one of those very late in the game. Yeah, uh, one, one I'm sure that Phoenix Rising's coach will not be pleased about giving giving away. Yeah, it it seemed to just kind of drift and drift and drift, and next thing you knew, it was in the net. Um... Didn't, uh, there wasn't much challenge for it uh, by either side. It just it, it was it was a great shot. It was a clutch shot, and um, I think that would definitely be a a building point and and for the team. And hopefully they they learned the defensive uh, letdowns, learn le- learn their lesson from that game. Whether or not they did or not, eh, let's fast forward to this previous Saturday when they traveled to Orange County um, to the 
historic championship soccer stadium at OC Great Park, um, which just doesn't have a, have the same ring as Anteater Stadium. But um, or we went to Orange County this weekend. Um, let's go over the lineup real quick. There's essentially the same team traveled uh, with uh, to Orange County that traveled to Phoenix. We have uh, Rodriguez in goal. We have Bert and uh, Ish on the wings. Jamal Jack and Chris Reeve in the middle defense. We had Schweitzer, Argetta, and and Shane Malcolm who uh, was put back on. Uh, back in midfield, uh, and replacing him on the front line was uh, Cesar Romero, along with uh, Mike Seth and Hundley. Um, so sitting out, sitting out uh, the starting lineup was Alex Milano. Um, this is Cesar Romero's first start for us. Uh, he's come off the bench uh, in his previous two games, um, and you know I, I'm trying to trying to recall in my mind anything exciting that happened. I've watched the replay. Um, I watched the, the, the full 90, uh, yesterday trying to get some sort of semblance of what exactly was going on. And, um, it was just a blah, boring, uh, game. It seemed like the, our, our normal, um, the ball control offense that we, we had been generating, uh, the first few games of the season, um, seemed to disappear. I, I mean, we still we still finished the game with the with the higher percentage of possession, um, but I I recall a comment that the uh, the, the Orange County commentator made um, uh, regarding Colorado Springs mm-hmm. possession, and that is possession for possession's sake is useless. Possession without a without an end product is useless, and I saw more passes going side to side or backward uh, in that game than I think I've seen in the last three games combined. Yeah. Um, it was the most passive, uh, just ridiculous game of soccer I've seen in a long time. Um, there was absolutely no, uh, there was absolutely no ambition to get forward. And I, I honestly feel that perhaps um, having Shane Malcolm in the midfield rather than as a forward taking guys on one-on-one on the outside that might have contributed to that because he is very often our outlet to to get an attack started yeah um and and again seeing alex milano not starting um when he in the early stage of this season has been one of the creative sparks to actually get attacks transitioning from the midfield to actually getting into the final third. I, I just felt it was incredibly passive. Yeah. Incredibly passive. And looking at some of the, the statistics for that game, um, the number of interceptions yeah. that Orange County had are, are passing. Um, I think they're very generous to give us an 82.9% passing accuracy when the the opposing team was intercepting uh, a lot of passes of ours 21 um, and we and we weren't we weren't able to intercept jack from them uh one it, basically once they got possession we got it back after you know it went out the end line for a goal kick or uh rodriguez had to make a save yeah that's when we got possession back yeah um uh, really passive yeah it, it... If I didn't know better, I, I thought that they just looked really lethargic. Um, 
there there was no spark there was no energy um if i didn't know better i would think they had, they were in the middle of one of those uh three games and seven day road trips uh instead of having you know every ga- uh, you know week between games they just seemed like they weren't um that they were tired very very complacent um yeah I, there i can't count how many times we would see we would get the ball in the in the attacking third and within three passes it's back to rodriguez um it seemed like we would make a push or get the ball in 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 the attacking third and just be content with working it back to to the defensive third without any any real creativity or or thought behind why we they were doing this and in fact um one of one of rodriguez's saves was off of one of the one of the passes uh one of the defensive passing around in the back without any real sort of objective was it was was intercepted and and uh um almost resulted in a in a uh, orange county goal um so yeah i'm not sure what what was up there um it definitely was not the exciting play that we've seen so far this season um the uh the goals that we did give up well obviously we we, uh the first goal we gave up right before half um to uh uh, to jones what's his name i can't think of his first name (laughs) but he uh darwin Darwin jones thank you um the first one we gave up it was uh honestly in my opinion i think I think a little bit had to be had to go on to uh, Rodriguez for that. Um, it was a, a set piece. Ball went in, uh, way off the the uh, far post, headed back and inside of the six yard box or the six yeah the six yard box. Um, it was headed into goal, and I, I feel like if there was if we had a if if Rodriguez was a little more aggressive, uh, he should have been able to put a hand on that ball. Um, especially right there in the middle of of the six, um, and not even like a bang bang play. I mean that ball lofted in air for a pretty good time. Um, I can't imagine that you know Seuss or, or or Rawls or any other goalkeeper would have at least challenged it and try to put a put a glove on that. Um, and the second goal was Darwin Jones in the 50 sec- 57th minute on a on kind of a fluky shot it it, it was looked like a knuckleball that uh, no one really expected and um went right into the net um again one of those moments where the defense really wasn't pushing up on uh the guy and gave him time to look up and, and make the shot from about i don't know about 20 yards out um and that yeah, was pretty the- much it i mean it, I'm I'm searching my mind, trying to think, trying to find any other noteworthy moments in the game, um, and I'm really not. Uh, yeah, it unfortunately was, uh, like I said before, very passive, um, and you know, a lot of times, um, a lot of times in previous seasons, we've we've had the sort of the the rocky complex where uh, we had to get a punch in the mouth before we would actually. Uh, turn on and, and start attacking. And 
this time the the, the turn on just never happened. We we were switched off that entire game. Yeah. We got punched in the mouth, and then we sat back and let them punch punch us in the mouth again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> there was no Rocky effect. Yeah. It was like, oh, you punched me. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Lo- looking looking at some notable statistics. Um. The uh, Orange County had 350 passes in that game. We had 432 passes in that game without a goal. Yeah. That is possession for possession's sake. That yeah. is that is useless possession. Yeah. Well, I think at one point, even the commentator pointed out that we had seven, eight passes just between uh, the fullbacks. I, I just yep. back, back, back. And yeah, it, it, no one was really moving around to get open. There was no no movement at all. Um, you know, I, I, I've got to say, I was, I was a little disappointed that's, uh, with the performance of Cesar Romero. Um, I kind of expected a little bit more, um, and, and I, he was. Just... He was very clearly disappointed in himself too. If yeah. you saw when he saw, when he was subbed off, he put his jersey over his head. Yeah. Um, he was he was not pleased with his own performance, which, I mean, at least shows that he has the self awareness to realize that that was not a good game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we we finished the game. Uh, two down two to nothing. Um, or losing to nil. And um, so now it's like, well, where do we go from here? Um, on the season, we're, we're now at two, two and one. And I got to say this, this two game road trip, uh, all in all, I got to say it was pretty bad. I think we we're lucky to, to get that one point out of it. Um, I know it's, you know, we're, we're just got done with the first month of the season. Is it, is it too early to press the panic button or, 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 or what do, what do you think? <laughs> I, I think if you're a Colorado, if you're a Colorado Springs fan, uh, it's never too early to hit the panic button. Um, are we just like just <laughs> hammering it the entire season long? Uh, my hand is hovering over it. You know, yeah. you ever watch the voice, you know, when they've got their <laughs> hand right over the button, they're, they're kind of, they've got that quizzical look on their face. Like, huh, is this person really that good? That's, that's me with this team. Like, are, are we really that bad? Do I need to press this button? I, I also have a concern button right next to it. And that's pretty much depressed the whole time. Uh, I just hold my hand on it. That's kind of like the, the, uh, (laughs) the self-destruct in like Star Trek, you know, or, or any other movie where the, the, the captain and the, uh, the first officer both have to agree on it and they flip it up and they both have to press the button at the same time. I kind yes. of feel like some yeah. fans may be, may be doing that. I kind of look at each other like, all right, is, is this going to, you know, do we need to bail yet? Is this going to be bad? Um, I, we, the season is long. The season is long, and it's only gotten longer because of the addition of expansion teams. We're only, we're only five games in. Um, and some teams, some teams in the league have only played three so far. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I think everybody in the Western Conference has at least played four. Um, but with how early it is in the season, I we I don't think we should be panicking yet, but we should definitely be concerned. Um, specifically concerned with possession for possession's sake. We, it seems like if you looked at this team, the first season, even the second season, you would never have thought that finding, finding uh, a source for goals would be a problem. We had so many guys with goals in the first couple seasons. And now 
we are just we're struggling to put an attack on yeah um it, it's it's really it's pretty sad um there especially when you look at tulsa who have scored 15 goals in six games um and we've scored less than half of that yeah well in in it's discouraging too that you had orange county um who had just who had doesn't have this was their first win of the season and their previous games were bad i mean they gave whatever they gave up five goals to tulsa um you know it, it to this brings up a pattern that the team used to have um, a couple seasons ago in that other teams seem to right their ship when they play us. Like you'll have a team who's on a bad streak, finally get a win. You get a team that's on a goalless streak, suddenly scoring goals. And um, it's very demoralizing when you, when you, you know, you, you look at where, Orange County was, you know, they were two losses and two draws and giving up. Let's see here. Two, four, uh, nine, 11 goals in those four games. And we weren't able to even put one in. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the other thing that you like that, uh, that you point out uh, every once in a while is that uh, opposing goaltenders, uh, they, they like to have career games against yeah. us. They could be having a horrible season, and then you know they they just get in the right mindset uh, when they come to come to play uh, Colorado Springs, and they just have absolute world beaters. We even the games where we do get like ten plus shots on goal, they'll have ten plus saves. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> well, it, it, it seems it, like the soccer universe is against us. Yeah, I mean, I mean the the commentary for for Orange County, they were lamenting the loss of Andre Rawls who was their goalkeeper last season. Um, and we're struggling to find someone to to take his place and um, you know, and then okay, the guy who plays us gets a shutout, gets the clean sheet. So I don't know, it, it, it's definitely a pattern I don't like to see. I like to see us be a little bit more disruptive, you know, in breaking win streaks and breaking you know, uh, that sort of thing, instead of being the, the, the team that everyone gets gets uh, the ship righted against. It's uh, demoralizing. Um, so speaking of demoralizing, uh, we this weekend uh, we have a, a home game where Reno 1868 FC come to town, uh, who are also not looking that swell on the season. They are at... Uh, they're one three and and or one one and three, uh, one win one loss three draws, um, currently hovering in the eleventh spot right underneath the line, with six points. Um, you know, again, this is one of those games where you look at it and you say we should have no problem at all. Um, they lost three to one to Salt Lake City. Uh, they drew three to three against Oklahoma City. Um, one draw, one one against Fresno. Their lone win is against Austin. Um, on on paper, um, you know, us at home with a week's work worth of rest, we should have this one in the bag. But I don't know, man. I, I'm not feeling very confident. I, and we we often have uh, hotly contested games with Reno. Um, yeah. I know that. Uh, 
when they first came into the league, uh, we had some some pretty chippy games against them um, and some, some pretty questionable refereeing in a couple of those that I recall. Yeah. Um, but then again, I can think of questionable refereeing in every game. Yeah. That's just my nature. Um, yeah. I Looking at their record, looking at their position in the table, we are better off than them. Um, again, our goal scoring is they are below us in the table, but have scored more goals. Um, we, we really need to start generating some offense to go along with that, that defense. Yeah. Um, there are, there are very few teams who have conceded, uh, fewer than us. I, I mean, even, even, uh, Tulsa in first place has conceded like 11 goals, but they still generate enough offense to get wins out of those games. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a rough one. I'm trying to think of, of Reno's big players. I know that they've moved on uh, quite a few of the ones from of the familiar faces from seasons past, but. Um, well, let me just bring up their roster here and let's see what we got. Um, one thing I did want to mention, uh, and, may, and that may be contributing to this, is that the absence of Saeed Robinson um, in this, those two games. I think, um, you know, not only just his goal scoring, but just his his game-changing speed. Um, we seem to be missing that. Uh, I don't, Cesar Romero didn't seem to have that that extra gear um, to tear down the line. And I, I believe he's... Saeed's uh, working off of a, a slight injury. Um, I would hope that he's available, but I, I think his presence was definitely missed. Um, Absolutely. And I think particularly against Orange County, missing his speed and having uh, Shane Malcolm in a deeper lying position took away a lot of our, our attacking impetus. There, there was nobody to draw a second defender in the way that Shane and Saeed can when they go on a run, um, which meant that the, the space created for opportunities it was extremely limited when we actually did get into the attacking third. Yeah. Um, definitely hope. And with, with the home game, we will, we should have a full bench, which I think we've gone accustomed to having just the five on the road, five on five on the bench on the road. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking at uh, at Reno here, and it looks like their number one scorer is Brian Brown. Uh, he's got four goals in four appearances this season, and then there's a handful of other players that have one goal. So, um, you know, there's there's nothing really. They haven't won a game on the on the road yet. They're they're a loss and a tie. So I, I think this is definitely a game that we can win. Um, you know, an, a wild card in this is that there's supposed to be snow um, right around kickoff time, and whether or not uh, how they how Reno plays in in snow. I mean, I think our team, I think we know how the switchbacks can perform when the weather gets really bad. Um, a lot of these players play have played in blizzards or in sub-zero uh, temperatures here. I'm not quite. I think I say the same thing for Reno. Um, so, yeah. Anything? Did yes, I miss anything? <laughs> uh, no, not not at all. Um, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking, scrolling for potential storylines here between these two teams, and really, uh, I 
don't think I think a lot of the players that Reno has have have not uh, been with them against us in the past. It's going to be a pretty new, uh, pretty new side against us. So yeah, I didn't recognize it, any, any of the names. There's no you know obviously <clears throat> excuse me uh, you know Dan Cook has moved along moved along. Um, Dan Cook, that's not who I'm thinking of, is it? <laughs> uh. Let me get another sip of my coffee here. <laughs> uh, the the names the <laughs> names that are familiar to me are not familiar. I don't think from that team. I think they're recent transfers. Like Corey Herzog is a name that I definitely know. Um, as a as a pretty big impact player. Yeah. Um, obviously Brian Brown being their leading scorer. That said, uh, their other scorers uh, only have one goal each. Um, so they they will be relying heavily on Brian Brown uh, to get them in in this game. Um, so that could be a, a, a defensive key to to keep him uh, well marked and uh, probably probably a good defensive strategy to make sure he doesn't get a lot of time or space on the ball. Yeah. So uh, in the standings, what we're looking at now is we are heading into week five uh, of the USL season, um, or week six, is it? Is it five or six? Is it? I think I it's think six. It's six. Yeah. Um, heading into week six, um, most of the teams have already played five games uh, on top of the table. We've got Tulsa, Tulsa Roughnecks, uh, which still kind of throws me for a loop every time I see them at the top. Uh, they're with 10 points, and they are in a four-way tie with 10 points with Portland, Sacramento, and New Mexico. Um, New Mexico United still has not lost a game this season, um, so they are still waiting to collect their first loss in their franchise's history. Um, right behind them at nine points is LA Galaxy, uh, Los Dos. And then at eight points and sixth position, we have Real Monarchs. And then uh, tied for seven points is us and Oklahoma City. And uh, behind us at 9 and 10 is Tacoma and Fresno. Um, tied with them also is Reno with six points, but due to the tiebreaker, they are below the 10 slot. Um, so if the season ended today, I don't know if it's too early in the season to start doing the... <laughs> if, if the season ended today, but the season ended today, we would be playing Fresno uh, in the uh, play-in game into the uh into the playoffs and um so uh you know it's we're on the happy side of the red line but it's still early and there's still a lot of movement to be made um uh, let's see the only team the other looking at teams who uh have not lost yet fresno has not lost yet they are at uh one win and three draws phoenix has yet to do anything but draw they've have draws with everybody um, no wins, no losses, and they're sitting at almost second last uh, at 17th. And sitting at the very bottom is Rio Grande Valley. Um, three losses and two draws and zero wins. Um, that's I mean, look, that, that's quite impressive for New, Mexi- New Mexico United and a great example of how important... Uh, getting one point away from home can be. Um, they, they're they a brand new team. They've only won two games, but they're in fourth place because they have at least secured draws in some important games. Um, and if we, if we had 
two more points, we'd be we'd be above LA Galaxy by virtue of their of uh, several tiebreakers. We'd be in fifth place. Yeah. Uh, if we had managed to just draw the games that we had lost, um, it, it's it's important to note, and and that is I think going to be a big. Uh, difference maker when it does come down to playoff time you're going to see the teams obviously that drop fewer points or the teams that are able to scrounge more points from from situations that might have easily been lost points uh, are going to find themselves further up the table yeah yeah new mexico is definitely one that's going that's it's going to be uh uh kind of scares me uh and and where they are not just not, not only because of the fact there are new uh you know new i-25 rivalry the uh four corners cup but you know you look at what they're doing um you know the, a lot's been made about the crowds that turn out in isotopes park and albuquerque but they've only played two of their games at home so far this season and they're one oh and one um they're, they play four games on the road, uh, in which there are one one win and three draws. So, I mean, they're definitely getting getting points where they need to get the points. And not only that, but they're on the road early in the season, and they're going to have lots of home games uh, late in the season. And that's going to be bad news for teams that have to play them in September and October. Uh, I believe we play them in New Mexico in September. Um but you know, you look, you talk about, and look at the roster and looking from for familiar faces. Uh, you know, Kayvon Frader, uh, we might might re- slightly remember him. Uh, Josh Suggs, you know, uh, someone who might have played with us for a couple seasons. Sa- <laughs> Sam Hamilton. Um, you know, I look, look at the goalkeeper Cody Mizell, who uh, I believe he played with. Uh, I think I'll say he played with Reno last year, but. Um, they're a dangerous, dangerous team, and uh, I, it's, it's unless you know they hit a roadblock, you know, uh, they're they're going to be be trouble for us. Um, you know, Phoenix is is a good looking team. Um, they also could be trouble if they get their if they get their uh, their their deal together and start actually getting wins instead of draws. Um, well, and they. They have such they have such a strong roster. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, New Mexico has has they have they have put together a ridiculous team. Looking at I, they they managed to get uh, Devin Sandoval, who used to play for uh, RSL in MLS, mm-hmm. um, Santi Moar, who is uh, their leading goal scorer right now, on fire. Um, they're they're going to be scary to play. Yeah. Um. And then you know the the normal uh, big teams. Uh, Salt Lake City is ahead of us too. Uh, so there, there's there's um, we we've definitely got a, a a rough path ahead of us to to start making some noise. Um, but again, it's, it is just April. Um, you look back to our more successful seasons, namely the first and second season. Uh, you know the first season we built that entire season off off going. Uh, uh, undefeated in june uh, and really kind of built up from there so i mean we're, we're early in the season season doesn't end until october so i mean it'd be great to start stockpiling points now um especially at home we can't afford to be getting draws at home so that is the western conference i don't really pay attention to the eastern conference uh <laughs> St. Louis is is looks apparently becoming the uh, 
the the dominant team over there. They are uh, they're undefeated, four and four wins and one draw, and uh, doing it in impressive fashion. Um, yeah, five five games with only two goals conceded. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah, come on. Uh, <laughs> closely followed by Tampa Tampa Bay Rowdies, who are are three wins and two draws and have a a plus seven goal differential. Uh, so there there's a seems like every year the, there there's there's big uh, there are dominant teams in the Eastern Conference and in the Western Conference there's a lot of parity. So. Um, it's of, just because the Western Conference is so good that uh, we're all fighting for the top spots. Yeah, yeah, um, that's the <laughs> ticket. Um, <laughs> so other than that, uh, that's about all I can see. Um, um, holy crap, Tacoma, uh, which is Seattle Sounders uh, team, is uh, a point below us at six, but with a negative six goal differential. Um, so yeah, parody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, so that about does it for us. Uh, any any closing thoughts, my friend? Uh, no, not really. No. Uh, dress dress warm. Show up early for dollar beer. Yeah. Uh, make some noise, and hopefully we can we can pick up three points at home. Yeah, definitely need it. All right, well then uh, for back chat, I am Jason Smith. And I'm Paul Ray. And everyone in the Springs, hope you survive Cyclone Bomb 2. And we'll see you next week. Bye.